My wants do not matter. It may be that the many-faced God has led you here to be his instrument, but when I look at you, I see a child, and worse, a girl child. Many have served... Many... Ah, son of a bitch. That's all right. Many have served him of many faces through the centuries, but only a few of his servants have been women. Women bring life into the world. We bring the gift of death. No one can do both. We interrupt your regularly scheduled podcast for breaking Game of Thrones news. No, we don't have the announcement on rotation rebooting or refreshing, but we do have prize information. That's right, FFG was kind enough to pass along the information that many of you have been wanting to know what prizes will be available at Worlds. Are you ready for the breakdown? Here goes. Melee for participation. Everyone gets uh, alt art at the gates and melee titles. Top 16 get a playmat featuring the alt art Power of Blood, which, frankly, I think looks friggin' awesome. The top four get a backpack featuring the alt art Daenerys Targaryen, which I think a lot of folks are a fan of. And the winner gets a handsome acrylic and wood trophy. Now, for Joust, participation is, again, an alternate art at the gates. Uh, the top 16 get acrylic gold tokens, which I'm kind of jealous of. Uh, that sounds pretty awesome. I'll be excited to see what those are. I've got a lot of power tokens. Not much in the way of different gold tokens. Uh, top 8 get a playmat featuring Joffrey on the Iron Throne. Top 4 get a backpack featuring the Altar Daenerys Targaryen again. And the winner gets a handsome acrylic wood trophy. Now, we've also got a few other prizes floating around this year. Uh, they're going to be doing a prize for the a uh, for the top player of each house, the house in Melee and Joust, a set of the metal power tokens from Shire Post Mint, which uh, I've got a set, Kyle's got a set, probably a few other people by now have some, and they are totally badass. Uh, the winner of each tournament also get a set of the metal gold tokens which I assume are the uh, House Gardener hand uh, coins that I also have a set of, which, again, uh, just really add a lot to the game when you've got that physical clink. Now, we also have some prizes for overall this year. Uh, FFG has given out King Robert Baratheon's hammer uh, and a one-of-a-kind plane map featuring the altar Daenerys Targaryen. So I assume it has some text on it that you are the 2014 overall Game of Thrones champion. And the design a card prize goes to overall. Yes, that's right, dear listeners. Only one design a card prize at Worlds this year for the overall champion. So if you were on the fence about whether you were going to play in both events or not, now might be the time to start building that melee deck. Um, it's interesting. I know there's going to be some folks kind of bummed about it, and I'm sure it hurts my chances because I generally tend to only do good in one event or, uh, or the other from year to year, not generally both at the same time. Uh, but I, on the other hand, I can also understand uh, FFG needing to dial back the, uh, the availability of some of those card designs. So we'll see how it goes. Uh, listeners, what do you think? Sound off in the comments.
welcome to 2C1C, a Game of Thrones podcast founded in 2010 by myself, Will Lentz, Greg Atkinson, and Brett Zeiler. Now hosted by myself, Daryl Lloyd, and Kyle Vansel, with guest appearances by past hosts and more. Many thanks to GRRM and FFG for making this possible, CardGameDB for our hosting, and Josh Woodward for the Creative Commons music you hear in this episode. Welcome to Season 4.5. Welcome to another fine episode of Two Champs and a Chump. My name is Daryl. I'm Will. fucking back! I was last week. Wow. Oh. Oh. Oh, he's back for real! And Kyle's back. Sorry, guys. Was I even on last week? I was on the, like, description. Yeah, you you were in part of it. Uh, Last week's episode had to be kind of uh, stitched together due to... uh, some of our issues in, in matching up over the last couple of weeks. So, uh, yeah, you and Daryl and me and Dave were all together <laughs> at nice. various times. Yeah. And he's Will Lentz. Yep. I Would still you like am. his social security number? And a list of his fears. He's a Gemini and is strangely aroused by horses. And ladies, he's not married. He's not married. Not married. Kristen's a lover, not a fighter. You can take her in a back alley. <laughs> oh. I have. It's about to yeah. get dangerous. Uh, that damn. sounds weird. Anyways. Yeah, that's exactly how he meant it, I'm sure. It's a bit of a rivalry. Between you and Kristen? Yeah. They're fighting Will for my affections. You should have seen him at the wedding. That's all I'm going to say. Oh, boy. He, uh, actually, Will got several compliments on his sultry voice. Really? After the man up, uh, reading the beautiful verses, Will. Oh, nice. It's glad to put my vocal talents to good use for you there, Kyle. It was uh, like velvet. Best part of the wedding. I feel like someone should pay us to, like, uh, like do an audio book. Just leave it there. Leave it at pay us. Yeah, that, that would be amazing. Yeah. Uh, all of the above. Audiobook and pay. So going back to what Will had mentioned about a restricted keyword, uh... I think the main reason that FFG doesn't do that is, is just because I think the restricted list as a whole is made to have some flexibility in the game. I think putting a keyword on there is kind of uh, not a great idea. Totally. I, we want to change it now to an errata and not just a right. document. Now, I see where Will's coming from because with some of their other games, they have made restricted things. Like right. it's, uh, you know, like a restricted... Whatever. I don't even know. There's, you've seen an attachments a lot in their other games. Right. Or, or heck, even, come to think of it, even the limited keyword could go right. on some things to uh, tone them down. I mean, we keep seeing it just on, like, resource locations and, yeah, a couple weenies, but... Well, I think as a whole, <clears throat> I think maybe they should incorporate that as well as like I think you could have the restrict list just fine but I think you're on to something else entirely different which could be maybe a theme of an, a later cycle to introduce restricted items or uh, yeah, I'd like cool. to see it more on attachments but 
you know, restricted locations or something like you can only have you can have multiples in your deck, but you can only have one out at a time. You I mean like unique? I no, mean like, like unique, but at the same time, it's like I could have a restricted attachment, or I could have a restricted location out, or restricted character. Ah, uh, okay, I gotcha. But I can't yeah, have them both out at the same time. Sounds pretty cool. Yeah, I think that would be awesome. The thing is, though, and you know, finding a way to balance that, you'd have to make some pretty dope stuff. You'd have to be careful not to uh, get into, like, I guess, auto-include territory or something. I don't know. It may, maybe it's something that would really have, like, should have been in the game from the beginning. Less trying to add it in now. Well, I, I like it. Yeah. I like auto-includes. I don't think auto-includes are bad, as long as auto-includes are stuff that's thematic. Yeah, I mean, we talked about it a little last week, as far as auto-includes go. I don't necessarily dislike auto-includes, but I think it depends what it is. I think, you know, Great Keep or something like that's that's fine. Um, yeah, there's think, still some allowances that have to be made for just mechanical playability, I think, which stuff like Great Keep fills. Yeah. I don't know. I would like something like a really good Ned Stark or the current Danny, even though she's a little more than I would like. I don't mind characters like that being auto-include because if we're playing Game of Thrones, then yeah, your Targaryen deck should 95% of the time want to have a Daenerys. Well, yeah, well, see, I think there's a difference, though, between the auto-include of one version of that character and an auto-include of like every deck should have a Daenerys. Like All the Daenerys should be balanced or at least to a you know, have, serve a, serve that niche to where, like, yeah, if you're playing the theme that they fit in, you should always have them. Like, you should always have to build a deck with Daenerys Targaryen. I mean, that just makes sense. But I think the problem is if, if people are only playing one Daenerys and not any of the other ones. Nobody plays the gold one anymore. She is incredibly efficient, has a halfway decent ability, and she's renowned, like, she's good. Which is the gold one? And corset. Exactly. Oh, yeah. She's not good. Emphasis on I halfway as far as the good. ability goes. <laughs> but she's still a, a three do, three for three uh intrigue and power with renown. You know, for a long time, uh that was that was pretty decent to be able to get the, the renown on those icons at that cost. Yeah. Especially out of Targ. But her newer ability is just ridiculous. So much better. Yeah, it's a lot better. Like, even Sad Pillow Danny beats that one, in my opinion. The plus strength? Oh, I like plus strength Danny. I like that one a lot. Plus strength Danny um, made me realize how little people pay attention. Because when Aegon came out, everyone was like, oh man, there's no way to raise your strength for threat. And I was like, uh, there's a Daenerys that, like. But he's no attachments, you can't do it. And I'm like, well, they're totally a major character that, you know, you might be related to that fits. Yeah. yeah, I like yes. that plus strength Daenerys. Speaking of those major characters, why have I not seen anybody running around with uh, the, with that heiress and uh, Lyanna Stark yet? You know, that seems fun. Well, what do you do with Lyanna, really? The Doesn't she give all non-uniques minus one when they kneel? I thought it was minus two while they're nailed. Is it minus one? No, it's minus one while they're nailed. Yeah, it's oh, minus okay. one. But it would be minus two with uh, with, yeah, with Aegon as well. With Aegon and uh, Dragon Pit, oh, it's minus yeah. three. Yeah, I mean, at that point, your opponent can only make challenges with unique characters, uh, or defend, for that matter. The problem 
is largely the fragility of the Dragon Pit Gold Curve. It's actually probably worth a swing in certain like Dragon Pits, the newer ones that are running rivers and influence and stuff. But the older Dragon Pits that were really, really fragile in Gold Curve couldn't really even afford the Mad King. And tropes so, everywhere for a while. Oh, so fun way to kind of tie this in. Do we think burn is going to be a thing? Is it, is it finally a thing? I it's been it's predicted to decks. make a return for quite a while. Well, it made a return, just not in America. Right. It dominated Europe for a while. Uh, Do you think it comes up at Worlds? I think it's one of the top two decks. I don't think it wins, but I think it's one of the top two decks. Burn or Hyper Danny? I mean, like, they're sort of interchangeable now. There's a lot of decks that do both. Yeah, man, after getting to face off against that Danny stuff again uh, recently here, um, it's intimidating, I've got to say. Um, throwing in Pyat Pre and Aftermath and, and everything makes makes those turns look, well, brutal. <laughs> uh, I have a certain janky friend who might or might not host another podcast and he has all sorts of annoying bullshit with like Danny that he loves like screwing with me with and like just there's too much you can do with her there's too many ways to stand her she's a monster all by herself when you add in all the other burn tricks it's really really hard to deal with definitely one of the top couple decks yeah I mean target kill target removal if you if you will, is, uh, in, in my opinion, it's the most powerful effect in card games. And I think that if you can get it without actually spending a resource to do it, you just have to win a challenge with your character and it's repeatable like that. And one of the reasons why I really liked Pyatt Pre, not only that, I mean, he's claim replacement, so he hit all kinds of stuff right. uh, that you needed to do. Uh, yeah, he's balanced. You know, he's an ally. I think he has to attack alone. Yes, he does. Uh, you know, and so, but this Danny is, ah, oh, she's ridiculous. I mean, you can protect from her, you know, with attachments, but I just want to zero on the, in on the fact that, uh, Daryl said targeted kill is the best ability in a card game when I'm pretty sure we have record of him saying before. The blanking is? Uh, actually, <laughs> I come to think of it, blanking <laughs> card draw. <and> draw. <laughs> And right so, is the red so, fork. And right is the red fork. So, yeah, blanking, targeted kill, draw, all of those equal win. If, now, if you had I mean, you're right. those in a hierarchy, how would you arrange those, Daryl? jeez. Oh, oh, man. Um, I think if I had to rank them... <laughs> I think if I had to rank them, I would put draw first. Uh, I, I think that that... That can, I mean, it depends what your deck is made of, made up of uh, a little bit more. Uh, after that, I would say targeted removal, and then and then blanking. But I mean, honestly, they're they're pretty much tied. I mean, there's plenty of decks out there that do good and with very little draw, uh, not necessarily no draw. But I mean, some of the things that I, that I kind of like in Thrones right now is oh, there's really only one thing that does it, but is. Uh, Oh shit! Negotiations—it's it's an interesting effect, you know. You, you go down to one card, you you know, and then you can go all the way up to five. Like it's—it's it's sort of draw. It's like a pseudo draw type of thing that allows some of these other more aggressive decks that are just doing nothing but playing shit out of their hands. I mean, you could say that in a deck where you have a lot of targeted removal like that, maybe you don't have some as many slots for draw, but then you could put something like that to refill your hand. I mean, you saw negotiations. Of, a fair amount out of Stark. And I think that Stark murder would definitely be the place for that. So, yeah, I don't know. There. 
does I, not drop yeah. Mira. I mean, I think yeah. it, it did get really kind of overshadowed uh, with the rise of the rivers and everything for so long, but uh, I, I think negotiations is still in a great place and is still an extremely viable restricted choice. Yeah. Uh, that's definitely wrong about that card. <laughs> well, the problem is where? Where is it a viable restricted choice? Because in Stark, probably not right now. Probably not in Targ. Probably not in... Uh, Mark, well, certainly not Martell or Lannister, right? That leaves Greyjoy and Barra as possibilities. Uh, I think Greyjoy, a, Greyjoy doesn't really have a restriction. I mean, I could, yeah, I was going to say, I think it's a great option for Greyjoy, who just got Asha back off of the restricted list. And I don't think it's the worst choice for Stark. I mean, they probably still want Mira, but... Uh, I, uh, I, well, they want Mira. And Brandon Rivers is at least broken up, right? So we don't have to worry about that. Right, and if you were looking at at the plot based uh, draw capabilities or card advantage capabilities, at least uh, if you're not able to just cycle through those plots with Brand now, then negotiations doesn't eat up all those plot slots the same way as the rivers, which I I like. Right, man, that's a tough that's a tough question. Though. I'm curious as to how other people would would rank their top three most impressive effects or, or important effects in card games. Uh, target um, removal will get you places. That's for sure. Tar- target removal... Oh, draw probably first, or some form of card advantage probably yeah. first. Then repeated stand. Whatever, however you repeat stand, because that means repeated resources, repeated everything, and then right. it gives you an advantage for each card you have. And then probably target removal for me. Yeah, sand or, is ridiculous in Game of Thrones, especially. Or just maintain stand if not repeated, like Viper. Like is not repeated. Kneeling. Yeah. yeah, not kneeling or standing. What is kneeling? Right. I just wanted to make sure we, that we were talking about the same thing, mm-hmm. basically. Yeah. Yeah, it's tough for me to rank the other things below draw, but I think draws is definitely still at the top for me. Yeah. I mean, draw just opens you up to to your options. You know what I mean? Like, uh, as long as you're not... I mean, there is a such thing as too much draw. I've definitely lost games with 20-plus cards in hand. Uh, it turns out that you actually have to put good things in your deck, aside from just drawing cards. But it will get you places, for sure. Yeah. Right. Well, so we had Burn, right? So Burn, I think, is one of the top decks. Um, I also think we're going to see a crap ton of No Agenda. What do you guys think is the best No Agenda? Um, Start No Agenda is dope. Martell No Agenda is nasty. Yeah, fuck that. And uh, honestly, I think Lannister No Agenda is 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 the shit. I don't think it's any of those. Really? What do you think it is? Greyjoy. Barra No Agenda. Barra No Agenda. No Agenda um, has been rocking the house. I think it's the deck to be Why, the they single. Using? They're using um, Val and TLS again. Oh, yeah. No. And then, but now they've got someone by the Conclave to go get it. Go get every, go get whichever you need. Draw like freaking maniacs. Yeah. Um, play all their rushy stuff with Mel's favor and Dale so that they can take away any of your problems. Hiron Hall to kill him, so on. Uh-huh. And then if you should be able to survive their initial rush, they've got Mel's uh, scheme so they can do it again. What are they bringing back to bring back Val? Uh, they're just like, if Val dies, Val dies. But uh, even if you get depends. three cards off, though. 
I faced off against it uh, this last weekend, and they brought back Retreat of all things, oh, uh, which I was surprised <laughs> about. But when you when you filled up your hand that quick with those cards, like you almost certainly have it when you need it. And then yeah. when you can't permanently get rid of Valor Laughing Storm, that get that gets tricky. Mm. Uh, one thing I, I noticed playing against it in, in that game, though, are the uh, the resources. All of Barra's stuff is this burst resource, mm-hmm. so they they kind of have to rely on Dale uh, and Crescent to get that stuff, the Seed of Powers, well, only and the Seas back to keep rolling. No, they don't. Um, it seems like they would, but they've got so many cards that just they're going to hit their gold, too. If they run, like, five or six gold producers... They're gonna hit three or four of those, just because mm. they're drawing like such maniacs. Yeah. Like if if Val survives for three turns, you've lost the game. Yeah. Like I don't know how you beat that. You better pray you get Danny out fast. You know what I mean? You like, gotta be able to get rid of Val, well, and take then, control of her, and and then you try and like get yeah enslaved is probably yeah. an issue. Yeah, I would imagine Slade is an issue. I haven't seen that card in freaking forever. Well, dude, if I was building a Lanny deck today, I'd go in there. Yeah, I was going to say at least two copies are going to be my Lanny deck for sure. Specifically for Val, really. Like, that's a good she's call. a huge pain in the ass. She's always been good. But that's a that's a great combination there. Too. And uh, I'm very surprised that a lot of people haven't been taking advantage of that more. At least, you know, people I know, I should say. Because uh, Val Laughing Storm is still nasty. A huge problem is the Mel's favor. Like, because then you get whatever you're going to need to target a kill. It's like Mel's favor, Hiron Hall, have a good day. Right. And then as long as you can repeat that, you've, you're basically wasting their best character each turn. Yeah. Yeah, which is, which is crazy. Mel's favor is still just a bonkers card. <laughs> right. it, I mean, yeah. It's just a lot of... St- like, Brightwater Man-at-Arms means they're going to win some challenges, right? Yep. They're going to get some power. They're running unopposed Mel because no one wants to defend Brightwater Man-at-Arms because they're deadly. Um, it's just, it's a lot of different things to deal with. And, um, unless you're running Shadows, they've got the shot. I'm pretty sure they're running the sh- all the barrel-like stand for Shadows stuff. Right. Mm. It's just, it's a monstrous build. I really think it's the best deck in the big game right now. Really? Hmm. I'm not, I'm not playing it because I would never play what I think the best deck is. But I think it's the best deck in the game. <laughs> You know, it's kind of interesting uh, with with Barra No Agenda stuff looking so good right now. It's a bummer for me because I was kind of poking around uh, again with Martell Brotherhood, which, you know, actually has a pretty good matchup against uh, some other stuff right now, notably the Danny stuff that the uh, the Martell Brotherhood stuff uses so many attachments, the the uh, flaming Sword. I always get Flaming and Burning mixed up. Nope, flaming. Uh, yeah. Uh, Taste for Blood. Uh, my versions have always u- wanted to use Venomous Blade uh, as the Restricted. You know, that you can protect your stuff from Danny pretty well. But the, the problem is, it gets absolutely eaten alive by Barra. Well, yeah. e- even worse than that, unfortunately. Um, well, not worse, but like. Barra eats it alive, but then you've also uh, Barra's also got the Fury, so even if they don't get Mel's favor, they flip that Fury and they take your Viper and are like, what now? Or take your uh, Barrack, yeah. then what now? And yeah. uh, Lannister's got the one where if they win an Intrigue, 
like you kneel him, drop all attachments and all power. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> like, oh. I had forgotten about the the Lanny Fury doing that. It had been so long since uh, I'd seen it played while it was on the restricted list. That's also a good point. Yeah. Yep. Barry does a solid job against Lanny as a whole, just with so much stand. And if they can keep the laughing storm up, it's a sad day. I don't know. I don't know. I think Lanino Agenda might be its worst matchup, but I don't know that it has another bad matchup. I'd like to see how Fairs against Choke. I mean, I know they're playing like their seat of powers and shit, but. I, yeah, that's still be interesting. I do think Choke could be an issue with all that discard stuff. If, if that deck uh, can open with a river blockade on setup or something, mm-hmm. um, I think that that's going to cause some issues for that Barra deck because they're. It's going to take them a little bit to get those resources rolling when they and get the stuff out of their hand when they can't just pop a seat of power easily. Right, but the question is, what do they grab against that? And uh, if they, like, because it's Mel's, it's um, not Mel's favor, summoned by the Conclave, right? Right. And then you you're going to go get something, and against Choke, like you either get if you suspect Liv two, you get Super Sanus, and if not, you get Knight of Flowers because. Great, uh, Greyjoy's not running any real shadows. Yeah, and right. that Knight of Flowers alone will sit there like half win them the goddamn game. You better lock that choke in off. Yeah, I game. mean you got to, and I mean, but that's the way you got to play choke now. I don't think that I think the days of like the the slow rolling choke that just sort of nickels and dimes you is gone. I think you've got to you got to get it in hard and heavy from the beginning. Otherwise, choke. I mean, choke really isn't a viable option right now. But if you play, like if you get it in right, it can be good. Yeah. So, um, Stark can beat that Baradex Stark No Agenda, mm-hmm. but like, there's two totally different Stark No Agendas, right? There's um, Grand Theft Location and the standard Agri version. The Agri version can give it fits because it's oh, punching yeah. it so hard, but the Grand Theft Location has nothing to really steal. Yeah, that's just what so I was it just thinking. falls apart. <laughs> but yeah. but that's great. It could, but then you realize that it's just popular, and like. GTL can beat Dragon Pit, but the normal Stark aggro collapses to Dragon Pit. So you're sort of in a catch-22 with Stark No Agenda. You pick one of the two builds and pray that the other really good deck isn't what you see. Well, what if you uh, skip the No Agenda route and take a look at Siege again? Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's got enough speed and the, the military attrition on, uh, on the board, I think, could be an issue. It's, it's a good match for Barra. Um, when I was testing Pit a lot, I, w- I usually managed to beat uh, Siege with Pit, just because they ran so many goddamn weenies that if they didn't see an army really early, and even if they did, Dan usually handled it. But, like, all those weenies are just flat-out useless against Stark. Against uh, Dragon Pit. Right, right. Like, it's like two-cost guy, two-cost guy, minor three-cost guy. Oop, a drop egg on, that doesn't matter. You know? <laughs> you, be- you better hurry up and get an army and hope they don't get Danny. Exactly. It's I feel good about I feel really good about Siege right now. Um, yeah, I just it's, it's a good Siege deck, man. I I can't play it, but I, I do feel good where Siege is at. The other thing I wanted to bring up was I've been seeing a lot of Hollow Hill lately. Like, is anyone else really? Hollow Hill all of a sudden? I talking about Knights of the Hollow Hill. No, the other Hollow. <laughs> hey, the, 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 the other the Hollow Hill location faded in my newer uh, neutral deck. Oh, yeah. oh, thanks, Will. Yeah. But no, uh, yeah, Hollow Hill, 
I mean, I heard some rumblings about bleeds coming back off, re- kind of revitalizing uh, Martell Hollow Hill, but I I haven't really seen it happen down here. Yeah. I mean, I'm not saying it's tier one or the best, but I have been seeing it. I've been seeing it too. Be thinking about. Oh, I, I was I, surprised I, how hard it bounced back. Targ Hill is probably my favorite deck, but like every time I played it, if literally. If they got a Harren Hall down early, I couldn't recover. Well, are we talking the burn or the ambush version? I ran both. Okay, well, I had one that I, was really I heavy ambush. The, the burn version having some real trouble with Harren Hall, but I would think the ambush version would would definitely fare better. Um, it fares okay, but like all you need the the jumper version needs like real tempo plays, and losing that like long lances stand at the wrong time can ruin your day. Like lots of little things. That you don't really think of, like, you really needed to win that challenge and you wanted that negative one strength from, like, a Dragon Knight. And they're just like, eh, well, I had a weenie and they, like, wreck half your board because you couldn't win that challenge. It's all about that key challenge. And if the player is good, they get that Harrenhal and you're just like, fuck. Yeah. Well, I mean, back to Harrenhal being a skill tester then, you're, you have to, if you're playing it, you have to know where the best times to use that are. Um a lot of triggers floating around with with that Targ deck. If if somebody blows Heron Hall when they shouldn't, then well, it could be an issue for them. Well, uh, well, I guess not as much without the Rivers brand thing. But a lot of the better Stark is running multiple Heron Halls, and a lot of the well, the Barra is running multiple Heron Halls. So Martell yeah, isn't so I, much. I can't tell you the last time I built a deck that didn't have two in it. It's there's very little reason unless the deck is purely uh purely controlled not to run at least one. They just buff out the right shit at the right time. Like you said though, you have to be playing them right because I like I said I can't tell you how many games I've won by just blowing up a Heron Hall or forcing them into overusing it or I mean there are ways to turn that on them. Yep. And and you talk a little bit of shit. It's I've got no problem talking shit during a game, selling you and using a trigger on the at the wrong time, reminding you that you can cancel something. I don't give a shit. About. <laughs> you know, like whatever. If you're gonna let me get in your head, and then I'm gonna move in, bring some furniture. You know, that's something that's probably not brought up enough uh, in the the tournament scheme, and especially looking forward to worlds. I mean, we, it gets harped on off and on when people do discuss. Melee and that kind of misdirection, but you can you can do related things in Joust too. I mean, obviously uh, you're hopefully not completely uh, misrepresenting the rules or something. I don't lie about rules, but I lie about what you should do. Yeah. Oh, oh, you should totally not do that. Oh yeah. Why don't you play? Yeah. uh Uh-huh. Wait, you're not starting. Oh wait, you don't want to start with intrigue, like just whatever bullshit, you know? <laughs> yes. <laughs> like, yeah, and sometimes, I, like the advice is good because I'm setting you up for something later. Like, mm-hmm. are you kidding me? It's yeah. I win one game a tournament pretty solidly by talking shit. Damn. It totally happens. I was playing kid and last round of Gen Con, I tried to bait him into a valor. And let him not think I had the outwit, and I like for, I intentionally like quote unquote forgot to trigger Serio, and I was like, oh, I for, like got upset with myself, and then <laughs> later like was like, oh, I gotta get like pop something else back, and he can't use blue a Heron Hall cancel on it, like, uh, you just do little things to try and, I mean, get them 
into. I mean, ultimately, he's like, you oversold it. He's like, I knew. And I think, I mean, just, but that's a good player watching for it. But there are a lot of newbies that would have been like, oh, sweet, he messed up. I got him and would have totally valid me. Mm-hmm. I did it to I did it to um, Seth Lowe. That's how I beat him. I managed to get him into like using his last uh, Harren Hall trigger when he should have saved it to save, kill Danny. Safe would have cleared my board. He would have won the game. Yeah, that happens again. Like it happened in uh, it happens at every tournament, more or less. Mm. It's pretty great, especially because you know now that people know us, <laughs> yeah, they'll be, be watching fools. for it. But that just mean, makes it easier. What people watching for it doesn't make it harder. It makes it easier. Yeah, I was gonna say now. But now, if they now that they know that you know, well, sure. I know that you know. Well, because they at, know. But yeah. At some point, I don't care about tricking you. I care almost more about just like you overthinking everything, and then you're gonna miss triggers and mess other things up. All I can yeah. say is never bet against a Sicilian when death is on the line. Wow. Of course. It's the second most famous. Yeah. I uh, I can't say I do that ever really uh in melee definitely. <laughs> uh I'll talk I'll talk shit all day. Uh but in joust it doesn't really happen for me. Maybe I'd win more games if I did that. I just try to just crush their their dreams as as quick as I can out the gates and and be as aggressive as possible. And uh, that's why I won, you know, the majority of my games. Well, it's a game you don't of variance. have to bluff if they have no characters. Well, yeah. the, and the idea, honestly, is that I like to do is just try to try to make them feel like they need to valor. The sooner I get a valor in, the the sooner, like, like, like I'll know I'll win if I can bait a valor super early. So you just try to do things that hurt them, not even necessarily something that is super important to them, but something that might feel important at the time. Uh, like taking out like a, a unique character, maybe one that's not uh, super like. Okay, a good a good example I can give is like I could play like a bunch of shit, and like we're talking like refugees and just like shitty dudes, and they may have like some halfway decent stuff on the board, but you take out like say they're Lannister and they have their Castellan out and like they're just don't. So you kill that Castellan, you know, a a lesser seasoned player may feel like he needs to value there, whereas the more seasoned veteran may think, you know, well. I've got options here. I'm Lannister. I can wait. I can draw another Castellan. It's not over yet, you know, type thing. So that's how I like to try and win. Maybe I should talk I more shit. I, 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 like, right. I like reminding people cards exist. Like someone will be <laughs> ready to play a Viper if I'm playing Barrel. Be like, oh, Mel's favorite is a card that exists. I'm close to winning. And then I just shut up. <laughs> like, <laughs> dude, just fuck. What? Wait. Yeah. Oh, and then, like, sometimes you'll see a different card come out or something, and you're like, hey. <laughs> Or sometimes they play Viper anyway, and then you really did have Mel's favor, and then the look on their face is pretty priceless. Like Viper's played Mel's favor. I'm like, yep, I win this turn. Fuck you. That shit should not work. God damn it. It all works. Because, again, it doesn't matter if you're lying, telling the truth, or somewhere in between. What matters is they're now overthinking everything. I can't say I've mind-fucked anybody into losing... I can't do it to my <laughs> friends because my friends know to ignore me. Like everyone who knows me knows me well enough to be like, "Oh, shut the fuck up," and ignore me. And then they're like, "Ugh." I run a crap ton of singleton events when I go down to Missouri because I know Greg. Were you playing Darkwing's Dark Words when you came yeah, down? I was say I run singletons. <laughs> no, but even damn it, like beyond that, right? Uh, 
I do it to because Greg will sit there and over the moment he sees an event, he thinks it's always in your hand from there yeah. on out. Yeah, he does. Well, I mean, way to play. there's also something to be said for, uh, you know, smarter players assuming that you always have, you know, worst case scenario, you always have whatever you need in your until, hand. Not until you know it's in the deck. The the card has, like, unless it's an carry, like, there's very few landy decks that are running carry, right? But, like, unless it's an absolute auto-include, like, carry, like, if you see Martell... And you, you could assume he calls it thinking, but you're not going to assume like nightmares, you know? Uh, or uh, maybe I don't know. Uh, maybe so, not like, nightmares as much me... as choosing the spear, really. Right, right. But you could semi-assume choosing, but you don't really assume that they're running nightmares, do you? If they do, once they show it, you can assume that it's there all the time. But I, I mean, there's only so much playing around of nightmares you can do because it's not really a. Uh, it, okay. it, it doesn't paper really shield. mess paper with the Oh, Paper Shield's a good one. one. Paper, paper Shield's shield one, yeah. Or even... Uh, but, I mean, are you telling me, like, Seductive Promise, somebody throws a power challenge oh. at you, uh, you know, with two characters that they normally wouldn't... Uh, or that you would guess normally they wouldn't on a power challenge for their first challenge of the face. You don't immediately you know, weigh the pros and cons of how bad the situation would be when they play the Seductive Promise. Sure, but that's a really big tell. Like, there's very yeah. little reason to be doing that otherwise except as a bluff for Seductive. And if you're doing it really early, it's a tell. Like, and you don't, you know, like, that's a little too easy. But, like, you want to harry the Riverlands. Or you want to, I'm trying to think of a good event. Or you want to, um, I'm trying to think of a good event that's not a response. Um, to be a dragon. You want it to be a dragon, and you're playing against Martell, are you going to assume they have a paper shield? If you haven't seen one? Almost under no circumstances, right? Are you going to assume that a paper shield is in hand unless you've seen one? I mean, there's still situations where I need to force whether they have it or not, but if I plan my whole turn around them not having it, I don't know, I just... It doesn't mean I'm not going to go ahead and force it, but I need to be thinking about what that possibility is in the worst-case scenario. But the difference is, if I'm playing Stark and I want to know Quarter, and I'm playing Mm. Martell, I have to have a backup plan. I can't just assume I'm clearing that board, because he calls it thinking is a much greater probability. Sure. And, you know, nowadays it doesn't matter, because Harren Hall will be sitting on the table and no one gets the right (laughs) thing anyway. And you'll you'll know that the cancel's there. Yeah. Yeah. What else are we expecting to see at Worlds? Boy, that's a that's a great question. I honestly have to say, uh, between just the the very minor FAQ update uh, for the restricted list and the single chapter pack, which had its most game altering card added to the restricted list, uh, it doesn't doesn't feel like a big shake up. And I don't know. Overall, leaves me kind of kind of treading water without you know just that obvious stuff to point to everything feels I think about as balanced going into worlds as I've ever felt you don't think that you're going to have a big laney party I'm feeling a big laney party I mean I think it's all about the no agenda and Alvaro being there means laney's at least in the cut <laughs> probably so um, yeah I mean I I personally Still feel good about uh, about Lannister 
just in a general sense, it just feels like a good baseline, some kind of stereotypical uh, build that I could see being done. So it, knights or no agenda, right? Knights, no agenda, or power behind the throne. With see, I think Pete's some level of control uh, through Neil. I think it's just a solid baseline without a horrific matchup anywhere, even if it's not a you know auto win anywhere else either. Mm. So the problem with power behind the throne, and we knew it was the problem to begin with. It's good. It's good six months from now. It's not good now. Uh, people forget how to John play against. Well, people play against things like um, power against the. Th- Power Behind the Throne Siege, yada yada. Very rarely. Like, it, it goes into Vogue, and then it goes right out of Vogue, and you don't see it for a while. And you right. almost sort of forget how to play against it. But, like, the, that rushy stuff has been so prevalent lately. John played it, and it was a big deal. I played it, no one cares. Um, like, all these decks were played a lot recently. And that means that people know how to play against them again. It's not like they're like, oh no, like, Fear of Winter, ah, I'm right. frozen anymore. It's, you know. Well, I think that. Yeah, I think that you're right. Yeah, is that they kind of forget how to play against it? Because I mean, power behind the throne, man. When when you're losing and you're running your power behind the throne deck, you it, it is a bad deal. Uh, anytime your opponents win an intrigue and they're getting cards or they're getting power, it is it is bad. But uh, I think the power behind the throne is still real, real good. Uh, I think that there's multiple ways to play it. Whether you're rushing through or you're just trying to decimate your opponent's hand. But hey. If uh, Barra, no agenda or whatever, and Laughing Storm's going to be everywhere, well, that's a shitty matchup for you. It, it loses to Barra, no agenda, flat out. It loses to Lannister, no agenda, flat out. And yeah. it loses to Martell, no agenda. About Well, it's about 50-50 with Martell, no agenda. Yeah. So those three are significant concerns. And I'm and pretty sure that Martell 5-7-1 hits uh, Lannister. Yep, it sure does. It does. <clears throat> well, you see situations, too, where, I mean, like, going back to what you said about people remembering how to play it, I mean, I keep those, like, ta- like kind of what we're doing here, like, you pop off some decks that are real hot, and I think about them in the back of my mind, even here as we record, I find myself thinking, okay, here's what I'm, go- I know what I'm playing for Worlds, what answers do I have for it, and you think about it, like, if Siege was running all over the place, you'd see a lot more Forgotten Plans, um, if Hollow Hill's running all over the place, you see a lot more Fear Winner. I mean, people, even if it's just subconscious, tend to drift towards these answers for cliche marquee decks. Right. That's why I think No Agenda's so good. No Agendas don't have cliche marquee answers because they're functionally good stuff decks. They're toolbox good stuff decks because they can go get whatever character is best for that matchup with someone by the Conclave right away. Yeah, and then, right. you, and then if you're both running no agenda, then congrats, you just both some, have both summoning season. Yeah, Still that's what I was. World. That's what I was about to say. You are just handing that away to your opponent, you whatever their best character is. You just don't do it right away. Fuck that! You just run confession, do it live. <laughs> I mean, confession, <laughs> con- confessions we, legit. Play the I've, weasel's way. Like I've really I've been about wanting that back. Yeah, I love me some confession. Um, yeah, but let's say you don't run someone by the Conclave right away and uh, no agenda against no agenda match. Unless you're Martell, because then you get Viper and go fuck yourself. Whatever you grab, I don't care. Um, I, I would say if your opponent's not running an agenda, if you open up with uh, someone by the Conclave, I think you're doing something wrong, or you're yeah. in a super, super good spot on the board. Yeah, you're <laughs> just like, I need one piece for my killer wicked. Yeah, I mean, if you've got it, congrats you. <laughs> And even, like, 
just because you don't open with it doesn't mean you don't have it. Yeah. In your back pocket. Right. I wish there's there was another keep con- in your back pocket. I wish there was some better conquest stuff. I like that they like gave us all this cool conquest stuff and then they restricted all of it immediately. <laughs> what the fuck? Well, <laughs> some of it. I mean, oh. it is is uh, Marithion it. just a done deal at this point? Yeah. Yeah. It's done in the way that everyone wanted to play it. Yeah. <laughs> Mardathian's Mer- done. Um, what else is done? They got rid of uh, Brantathian. Yeah. Which, they, is, which is a bummer. They, even, like, playing things like Danny out of house is now gone. Like, Right. Every, like, you all the better out to Danny, just Danny doesn't go to them. Right. But that's great. I, don't, I was trying to build around, you know, importing, not... Yeah, importing Danny. I mean, that's that's where the uh, Targ treaty to Stark for the crown of winter on Danny business comes from. <laughs> Hand of the king, keep it going. Yeah, add add a add a couple weapons to get her standing. God, oh uh, shit! The Uber character deck. Uh, I mean, she's add, a better uh, choice than a lot of others. You add Aegon's whatever it is. <laughs> Um, oh, Aegon's Blade. Blade. Aegon's Blade. Give her, give oh, nice. Renown, give her some stealth. Give her a rusted sword so she has all that shit. <laughs> yeah. Just be like, Gigantic. what? What? And then Cold Hand. Oh, wait, no. Uh, no, winner, not huh? Cold Hands. No. Um, the only answer. Er. The only answer if you could get all that going, if you could figure it out more power to you, the only answer if you can get all that going would be Aegon. Who's just going to be like, ha, ah, you had attachments. Yeah. Um, do we think Combo's dead? Are we expecting anything janky to show up? I mean, the three X will kill it. Yeah, I, I mean, anything truly infinite should be killed by that new uh, new, rule. new three times right. rule. But what about combo as combo? Like, not as trying to get infinite. Yeah, just combo deck. Just, just some kind of loop or another. You know, I wouldn't be surprised if, if something so was out are, there. Maesters or Rainy's Hill. Yeah. You know, Maesters, I don't think, is a is a bad way to go. I mean, Colt, you have the same problems as you do with any Uber. Like, yeah. you're going to get your Maester Mel's favorite and then Harrenhald. <laughs> like, and then your game <laughs> is over. You yeah. know? And then, if you don't, if that doesn't happen, then you're worried about cold hands. You know? <laughs> so you're, uh, you really are just dead set. Very, very nice. the way to go, huh? I want an answer to it. I'm trying, like... Targ has some answers, and then, like, it has some answers for Targ, and it's just, like, I think it's a dance between those two houses right now. Uh, and I, Lanny, I mean... Lanny and it, Lanny coming up right. on their I think that Lanny is a fantastic answer to, to Baratheon. I mean, you kneel the laughing storm, and you try to destroy the hand, but, you know, it's good to pin. I mean, I remember... Yeah, but who cares if you destroy their hand? Like, Barra, right. like, Barra's like, oh, no, all my characters are in my discard pile. Yeah. However, will I... Oh, right. <laughs> <laughs> that's that. Yeah, like, you're right. I mean, there's a there's a tempo you've got to have to it, but it's it's a good match. It's awfully like, hard to stop. It's a it's a good matchup. I can see Lannister winning, but it's going to take some lucky draw on both sides. Like, you know what I mean? I feel like that's a whoever draws better game. Well, I think Which Stark I, could be decent yeah. too against it, though. So. Stark again, yeah. Stark is really good at murdering all their stuff and doing a really good job of that. Except that that version of Stark is not wonderful against uh, the new Dragon Pits. Like Danny, uh, Danny does hilariously bad things to Stark. <laughs> yeah. 
that is that intrigue icon really. I mean, they can they can match in the military and the power strength just and, fine. But and, and Stark's worst nightmare remains Viper. Like Stark has yeah. almost no hint oh, of yeah. Viper. Definitely, and it's not like but like my thought for everything has just been. I was going to just mirror it. Like, Danny gets mirrored, and she's no big deal. Right. She um, gets mirrored, and then she gets flame-kissed, and unless you kill Danny that instant, they just bring her right back. So, maybe the answer winter is, is everyone... Oh, winter's you coming. Just, you just go high claim all the time. High claim Eventually, you'll make it through their board. I mean, maybe you should run Location Destruction and Milka the Poppy in your deck. Maybe that's the theme for Worlds. I love Milka the Poppy right now. Start blowing up it locations. It is honestly starting to look... Pretty good, even I, against the <laughs> Aaron's uh, concept of the nearly unbeatable Barra. Like, yeah, it mean, doesn't it, really have an answer or like, way to deal with a exactly. milk of the poppy. Run Stark. Your problem is Targ has answers for milk of the poppy. Run Stark. Run location destruction. Run location blanking with their three X uh, fucking frozen solids. Now you're killing characters. Now you're blanking the characters that you need to get rid of. Problem solved. Yeah. You know, in in every house, there there's a few things running around right now, or, or still running around for quite a while now. That milk of the poppy would not be bad at all to go ahead and <laughs> no, drop Asha. on Asha uh, Castellan. Yeah, yeah. Uh, milk of the poppy suddenly a T one card. Yeah, <laughs> great. I mean, now I don't know if I'd say it's T one, finally gone, but right? I could I could see myself throwing a, a singleton in to a deck. Well, I don't, I don't know. know. I don't know how I you mean, hold hands right now. Like everyone runs Varys. Goddamn back. Yeah. Well, Heron Hall. Heron Hall. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> that's why God. you fucking froze it solid, that bitch. Get out of here. Yeah, yeah. I mean that is a good point that Stark has one of the two best answers to Heron Hall. I mean, Varys is going to be there to knock knock your shit off or whatever. But I mean, your your matchup against Targaryen. Is going to be tough if you're if you're worried about your uh, your attachments, but I mean lo- location destruction, run the price of war, a little warcrest action. There's nothing wrong with warcrests. It's still war really t- good. Price of war doesn't touch Heron Hall. Pri- yeah. Price of war doesn't touch Heron Hall, but your uh, your other shit does. All your other effects. So I don't know. Yeah. I mean, Heron Hall's a shit card and, and needs to go away anyways, but... Yeah, I'm not... Maybe that's that just card's existence. I, mean, I don't understand how we have an unrestricted more control if we're going to keep Heron Hall restricted, like, around. Like, if Heron's going to be around, we need a full, like, suite of control options. So it's at least balanced. If, like, there's no control and Heron Hall, it's just like, oh, well, let's just not build anything around triggered effects. I mean, the the idea is, you know, the good players take advantage of Heron Hall very well, and I think they know... Uh, you know, when to pop it, when to not, obviously. Uh, but I don't think it says much for the regular Joe out there. So in the competitive crowd of all, you know, if everybody who is very good plays Heron Hall, uh, I, I just think that it's, if that card in a vacuum is as efficient as it is, I think it is a problem. I don't know. Maybe that's just me. I mean, I haven't gotten severely fucked in the ass by Heron Hall, just so everybody knows. That card has not severely fucked me in the ass ever. I just don't like it. It's, it's so. never beat me. I've managed, like, it's never beat me in a serious setting. It's never been why I lost. It's I just, just don't I like can it. see how it works. I can, I've seen how, what good players do with it. Like, I've seen Simone with right. it in a deck, and I'm just like, holy shit, that's unfair. I mean, Will's had some fun tricks with that card. Oh, uh, yeah, but I mean, yeah. it, it would... Rearminator. 
yeah, I mean, it was that same sort of thing with Mel's favor, really, that that you can do now, st- or, well, do still out of, out of Barra. It was just really fun getting to, to enact that for a while before, you know, before people started realizing how old that becomes. Mel's favor is gonna like after worlds. Mel's favor and Harrenhal end up restricted, right? That seems likely. Depending on whatever mm, big announcement so. is, I, I don't uh, think you restrict a, a three cost uh, attachment. I don't think that's gonna happen. Well, with Harrenhal, that card is bonkers. Oh, without okay. it, it's very without it, it's very good. But with Harrenhal, it's absolutely absurd. Harrenhal's pretty pretty rad. Yeah, yeah. You know, uh, though, if it was restricted, I could see that maybe uh, allowing people to make that Brotherhood gamble again. Uh, yeah. But the Fury's still causing issues. Well, you know? here's the thing, though. You know, yeah, Brotherhood for, uh, concerned for After Worlds. No sense worrying about that now. Yeah, that's the point. But Brotherhood is is something that is just unfortunately was was designed incorrectly. Maybe just just I'm saying in the grand scheme of where the game is, you know, has yeah. come. I should say at the time, very cool, very uh, new, but in the grand scheme of like how the game was was to be balanced, especially with the maesters and and things like that, and uber character decks. So FFG did not want uber characters being a thing running as rampant as they were. So unfortunately, it, it's going to be hard to get rid of cards just because of it hitting your, your brotherhood. Refresh. Sorry. Um, yeah. I've, I've got some sleeper decks. Oh, yeah? What are you sure. thinking? I like Greyjoy uh, Black Sails a yep. lot right now. Black Sails yep. is dope. Black Sails in general. I don't think Barra Black Sails is in a bad place either. Hell no. Nope. Barra Black uh, Sails is has two versions. Like, the rushy version is still solid, but the... Um, Let's just call it the Simone version because it's his baby, right? Was always made for control decks, so it was always best against control decks. It always kind of struggled with aggro, and we're in a very aggro meta. Yes, we are. Bring some beef to the table. But Greyjoy Black Sails can aggro with anybody, and I think the best part of it is um that uh, that Asha is unrestricted, and you can stick that Asha in there. And yeah. you know what that her answer to Barra is, and her answer to Danny? Be faster. Put bastard on her. <laughs> immune yeah. to Danny, immune to immune to Danny, and immune to uh, Mel's favor. Oh, Mel's favor. That's actually uh, actually <laughs> and then, and then pretty sweet. That to win all your navel. I just thought of that like twenty minutes ago. And I was like, holy shit! Why am I not doing this? Yeah, I hadn't thought of that. And right. bastard, it was already worth running a one of in black sales, you know, to I mean, to grab sure. in the right matchup. Right. Bump up to two now. Have one in reserve to hit your opponent Bastard. and one to drop on Asha. That's pretty sweet. And and she's going to be standing all the time, so like that helps your black sails, right? Yeah. She's two potential triggers, as long as you can find the other icons. Right. Could be interesting. It, I think it's a really good deck, and it handles a lot of the uh, other problems. Like, hey, Greyjoy is really good at handling uh, Hall. Grab some newly made lords. Go to town. Yep. Blowing the fuck up. Yeah, that's that's a really good choice. The Greyjoy Black Sails, Bear Black Sails is is still good too. Yeah, the, that's good the, stuff. The fear is that the naval guys tend to be low strength, and then Targ goes ha ha ha. I don't yeah. want the target kill you when you have no strength. That's a good point. And uh, the 
Dark Wink, Dark Words are all really good. Like, if the No Agenda is good, the Dark Wing, Dark Words version is the good. Yeah. Yeah, it is. <laughs> I guess we know what Kyle's running. I was just just Kyle championing I can it. call my shot. No one talks about it. No one cares. I care. I've been thinking a lot about it. I've already won against it before. Pile of dicks. And everyone tells me my version's bad. I'm like, I just top six (laughs) in Gen Con. Like, don't tell me it's bad. It's not. Be wary, however. The the great concern of all Dark Wings, Dark Words for me is that I think it's the best aggro in the game, but it's also the aggro in the game that's generally most vulnerable to Rush. Yeah. I do have a hard time keeping people at bay. So, I mean, I don't... The, unfortunately, that stupid fucking Baradek, which is now getting on my nerves the longer we talk about it, is Rush. You're talking about the Baradek. Oh, is that the one that Bar- the, uh, the Chinese gentleman brought to Gen Con? Uh, no, that's Barrow Wings. Barrow Wings is not Rush. Barrow Wings is oh. absolutely control and tempo. Is it control? Oh. Barrow No Agenda is Rush. Oh, sure. It's the one that's been, like, rocking the face off Europe, so hopefully not so many people have the build, but... I mean... I, you know, I do find it interesting. Sorry, there's a, a little side note here. How there are how there are so many cards that we bitch about. Uh, you know, mainly, definitely calling myself out here because I, you know, me, I love to bitch about cards that I feel are imbalanced. But you know, how we bitch about so many cards, but yet the meta is so open. There are so many options. Yeah. You know, it, I really think it's it interesting. Is. And, and this is why I feel like it's even less likely of a chance of a reboot uh, whenever the game is in such an open place. I don't, you know, I don't think it's a reboot is what is going to happen as much as, you know, people talk about maybe rotation uh, or, or something like that is, is what I would assume. Maybe even the introduction of it. I feel like the one thing we would really see is a change in the tournament Rules as much as I, I feel like draft is going to be a part of the world championship. Almost oh, certainly, that is it, what it, I think is, is going to be one of the bigger things. It makes too much financial sense for them not to like. They don't make any extra money off melee. If right. draft is now part of the world championship and everyone has to play draft to be overall champion, yeah, they're they've now made all that extra money yes, at every they're tournament. A lot more money. They're having cards that are you know specifically draft only cards that they're starting to make. At, well, and for one, I don't know how well their draft packs are selling, and so by making it a part of the world championship and having draft specific cards with players who want to, uh, you know, learn more about uh, the draft format and try to prepare themselves, how the well, you know, I have to get those draft specific cards if I'm going to play with them, or you know, maybe maybe everybody's going to proxy them. I don't know, but it, it does seem like a way to boost your sales significantly. It does. It draft does. Thing. And I doubt that they would they would give you your draft packs as a part of your entry to the World Championships. So. Requiring yeah. that sort of thing, though, definitely kind of goes against the yeah. LCG vibe. And from what I recall previously, uh, I think we had heard before that, that Nate loves draft and kind of wanted to push for it, but mm-hmm. the CTP uh, did not want to do it for those type of reasons. Mm. Well, th- even if it's just, like, um, part of the overall championship and that we have to play it, FFG makes a crap ton more money. But even more than that, um, did I ever tell you guys Sandy's best idea ever? Uh, yeah, you did, maybe? but I totally forgot what it was. 
No, it's the if you win draft, you get to make a draft only card. If you oh, win joust, you right, get to yeah. make a joust only yes, card. Yes, you did. I freaking love that idea. That's a pretty good idea. That's a pretty good idea. It, it doesn't really make sense for the melee world champion to make a uh, card that is specifically to joust type of thing. So you know, I don't think. I mean, I don't think it's hard to make a card that's specifically for joust. You just print joust only on it. No, yeah. Like, I mean, joust only, draft only, you're done. I mean, there's already been errata to different things being joust only, or, uh, well, actually, I don't know of anything that's melee only, but, so, but joust only is definitely yeah. a thing. Uh, would be interesting, but the idea of a reboot, I just don't see as a living card game. I feel like that would be quite the opposite. I feel like that is killing a card game and then bringing it back. That would be a Phoenix card game. Let, let's refresh. Like. I, I vote refresh. A refresh? A refresh. What would a refresh entail? Uh, <laughs> hey, Will. Well, welcome <laughs> to the last one? three episodes. Has this been the last three episodes? Is this More what we've that. been talking about? Where the fuck have I been? We made, we we totally made an entire refresh. You guys made a refresh I, episode? I just don't... Episodes. We, made the, we redid the entire card pool, dude. Oh, yep. holy fuck. It was uh, and I Yeah, I don't see that happening either. <laughs> I, I, I think that nothing makes gamers rage more than telling them their shit is... Uh, well, I should say LCG gamers rage more than telling them that their shit is now useless. Well, no, but it's that was the point of the refresh. The idea of the refresh was you you refresh everything only using existing cards. Right. That way people that had already bought some of their cards, yes, they won't be able to use, but they don't aren't required to buy anything just to get up to speed again. They they just keep playing with the stuff that's still legal. So it's rotation. Um, so that's that's what that all boils down to is just rotation. No, because it's not rotating. It's not rotating. Not, well, sort not of. based on set because we we cherry picked from from all over. Right. Each, each house got three cards per set mm. or a cycle. Mm. Right. That, yeah. That was it. Yeah. And then and then new core sets that they came from from everywhere and whatnot. So. Okay. I don't know. If we ever make those decks, I still want to play some games with them, just for shits and giggles. Yeah. Hey, did we ever go back to our uh, Martell Darkwing's Dark Words? Have we played that? Because I forgot it existed. Um, I pulled mine apart to try Brotherhood again uh, a couple weeks ago, so I I have not played it in a bit. It, it, I don't know. I, I think my feedback on it uh, after the month or so I did play it uh, is... Still, the final thought is basically the same. If it got Gaston Gray, it played really well. If it didn't, um, its control effects were so kind of scattered. Yeah, just spotty and and slapdash that it just couldn't hold it together. Hmm. There we go. I think Will just played it wrong. It's my pick. Could could be. Um, so, wow. any other uh, parting blows on on worlds, or shall we move to props and slops? Oh wait, what about long ass tournament uh, advice? Long ass tournament. Oh, that you know what? That's a really good point because let me tell you that the final the final tables, you know, the top four of Gen Con was some of the sloppiest and most terrible, and quite frankly, laughable play of Game of Thrones I have ever seen. 
ever. After like 14 and hours. Exactly. I mean, that's that's what it comes down to, is everybody's exhausted. You know, these guys are incredibly tired. They're good enough to get to the top, and they're playing like douchebags. Well, it's we are ridiculous. thankfully splitting it to two days this year. Exactly, which is a great move by FFG. That is so smart. And in Gen Con, I, I don't know what they need to do and how they need to change it or do the uh, cut to top 32 earlier, which is probably a good idea, but it's too long. It's too long of a day. It really, really is. So uh, I would say if you're trying to make yourself last till the end there, I would normally tell you to, hey, go to sleep earlier the night before, but we do have guys like John Bruno who stay up until 6 in the morning the night previous or whatever and uh, go ahead and win the whole fucking thing. So... <laughs> yeah. On on my list of tips is caffeine slash energy drinks are your friends once you get to like the middle of the day. Yeah. I mean just hydration in general, even if it's just water, just it's good to be drinking stuff. Which could be tricky for a lot of folks at the FFG event center since they are also selling alcohol. Yeah. Well uh Seth Booth, I walk into any tournament that we're both at and he hands me a monster. And I love him forever for it. <laughs> so, yeah, I would say, uh, in, in after you're done playing, you know, get up and walk around and go try to clear your mind a little bit. Don't sit there and talk with other dudes about what's going on in their games or how their games went or whatever. I think that you should just uh, take a breath and free up your brain a little bit, and uh, so that the next time you sit down, you are fresh and, and ready to focus. See, I disagree. Because while scouting is illegal, it is not <laughs> scouting because no one tells you about the games they won. No one cares. Yeah, my deck went off. It was great. I won. <laughs> but every, everyone loves going into amazing detail about the games they lost. Oh, man. And then he drew, and then he drew this, <laughs> and he played this plot, and he blah. And those are the guys that are winning. So if you're winning, <laughs> you, you suddenly have, like, all the other winning decks information, and you didn't even ask. You didn't scout. <laughs> Mind you, you will sit down at a table, and everyone will know every card you're playing because yeah. you scout. I mean, by the time you're in the top there, everybody knows everything that's in your deck. Period. But, but even like just around like once after we've had you've had three or four games like the if you're still doing well, the guys who were doing well and just lost their first game have five million excuses because you never lost because you made mistakes. You lost because your deck shit out and uh and the dude drew perfectly and he had this one plot and who the fuck plays that plot you know so everyone wants to go on that rant about how they lost and then you're like oh wow well I know everyone's deck how'd that happen definitely not bad yeah. It's kind of in a gray area, I'll admit, but I doubt anybody's going to really uh, no. complain about that sort of thing. I mean, I, but I, I don't ask, but like everyone's like, I I see friends from across the room, and it's always thumbs up, thumbs down for that round quickly. Right. And if it's thumbs down, that person like makes a beeline for you, no matter who you are. Like I've seen other people do it a million times, too. <laughs> it's thumbs down, so it makes a beeline. It's like, yeah. oh, my God, <laughs> can sort you believe of. I mean, I think that was our only co- communication all day at uh, at Gen Con was the like across three aisles like of tables, thumbs up and thumbs down. But every time I tried to walk your direction, like I'd run into somebody else that wanted to start talking on the way. And then you would get a rant about how they just lost that game and how it was the worst thing that ever happened. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, but I, I think I am kind of with Daryl. Kind of, I guess, kind of a combination here in that it is really good to get up and and uh, get around, keep the blood flowing a little bit. I, it may sound kind of silly, but uh, 
if you're just there sedentary uh, during these games all day. You get tired. That, well, you, you get tired, and that, that, uh, that poor circulation does have an impact. So get up, walk around a little bit. It's a great opportunity to, uh, to chat with some folks. Uh, I mean, I, I'm also kind of torn here because, man, a lot of my best friends now are Thrones people that I met through this stuff, and it, on the one hand, it also feels like, well, good grief, everybody knows everybody by now. Like, you know, I keep seeing the same guys. That's how they became and are my friends. But on the other hand, tournament attendance has been up and up and up uh, for the last few years. So, yeah, there are going to be new people there. So, you know, if you're the newbie, bump into somebody else and say hi. If if you are uh, old hat at it, don't just talk to the same people, you know. Take a little opportunity. Wait, here's a major point because this helped out a couple times at uh, like we I think at Gen Con, like the group I was hanging out with mostly introduced like four or five people. But when you sit down with someone, if you're a semi-veteran player who knows you know the general metas, like most of us are, honestly, that are listening to this, we all know each other more or less for the most part. You sit down with someone who seems relatively new. You ask them like if you don't know them, ask them where they're from, what meta. If they're like, oh, I play, I'm from here, but I don't really you know have a group. Go introduce them to who will be their new group. It's really, really helpful for people. That's pretty cool. Yeah, there's nothing wrong with making friends. <laughs> it's like, uh, hey, by the way, you're in Ottawa. Meet the other Ottawa folks. Uh, the other thing I would say uh, about staying fresh is actually toward FFG, and it's try to keep your judges fresh. Those guys work really hard. I don't know how many people they're going to get in charge of uh, running the event or whatever, but I can tell you, at the end of Gen Con, Nate French was very, very tired. Oh, God. So I, I don't know how to do that, but I do know that last year at the World Championship, they had their employees there till incredibly late and would have to be up incredibly early. And I realize that is a part of it, but find a way to keep your judges fresh because you know, you've got guys like me and stuff sitting on the sideline finding you know, things that they've missed, bigger things, not necessarily just like something small, but bigger things that have missed in a match, and, and we're not allowed to talk about any of that. But it's it, it, Dude, it, I would, it got to a point, you know, at Gen Con where somebody had to say something, and I don't really remember who it was, but somebody said something to, to Nate, and Nate's like, oh, yeah, yeah, let's let's fix that, you know. Yeah, that was actually me, and right. I, I waited until, right. like, it was over, and I was like, hey, I don't know if I'm supposed to say anything, Right. What do I do in this case? And he went, "Oh, I'm fixing that," and just stormed yeah. off. And I was like, and well, I "Yeah." And this you. is all right. And this is nothing towards uh, any of the players or to Nate. They were missing or anything like this. If you're tired. It's a long. It's a long, long, long day, and we need to find a way to uh, fix that. I don't. I don't know how, but so do I something. I would just like for everyone to note that it's absolutely a problem when Daryl Lloyd is telling Nate French there's problems with rules. Or or it's it's yeah, or if I'm catching a play mistake that you're making, there's a problem. Because <laughs> yeah. I can't even catch my own, so the, the, that those last couple of games were but just here's the here's the thing. At the end of the day, yeah. right, at the end of the day, it's not just because like, oh man, this guy missed a couple things here and there. It's that the entire course of the game could be hinged on the fact that somebody missed something and another guy could have won and missed something, you know, huge. Well, miss, miss something passive that, right. like, both players, it's both players' responsibilities to Both know. players and a judge are watching, yeah. you know what I mean? And it's, 
I, I don't know what to do. I don't, I'm not in charge of these type of events, nor have I put anything together on that big of a uh, scale. But I would say to find a way to maybe have a larger lunch break in between or do something. I don't know. Start giving out monster. Maybe at oh. the top sixteen tables, every every table has a judge. I don't know. <laughs> no. Oh, um, too much. An- another bit of advice: you're going to make mistakes. It's going to be a long day, even if you're really good at like not making mistakes. They're going to happen. Don't get down on yourself. It's just a game. We'll, no, it'll all be okay. But even more, if you get down on yourself for one, you're going to be so hung up on that one that you're all but guaranteed to make another. Yep. And then you're really going to start driving yourself nuts. Yeah, if you, you make a mistake, let it go. Yeah, let it go. Try and, and just each you know, game individually. I w- I would add to that. You know. Yeah, find yeah. solace in the fact that any mistake you've made, I've made one ten times worse. <laughs> Maybe you can't find solace in that. <laughs> but I'll tell you what, listeners, if you do make one of those, write it down or something and email the show so we can uh, absolutely tabulate actually, a listener's dirty dozen. Actually, World World Championship Weekend, uh, if you will find me after you've made a dirty dozen, uh, give it to me. Tell me what it is in as much detail as you can, because I will most certainly be putting together a Daryl's Dirty Dozen from FFG World Championship Weekend. Uh, I would, that would be great. I would really love most of them to not be from the final table. <laughs> it's what I would prefer. And uh, no matter what game you're playing, I, I am very familiar with the other FFG games. So if you have some sweet, juicy ones... Please let me hear them because uh, I, I will shout you out. I will I will credit you if it's a real good one. <laughs> I want hey. to steal all your credit for for that dirty dozen. <laughs> Furthering that point, the two champs, one champs hosts, all love booze. Come have a drink with us. We're very friendly. For sure. Besides, besides Will, he's kind of a turd. Wait, yeah. what? <laughs> yeah, we're gonna have a good time. It's gonna yeah, be really yeah. fun. It's gonna uh, be great. Yeah, I I haven't really drank a lot in a while, but I think uh, I think I'm due for a, a good one. We're gonna get you puking. Yeah, we're gonna do a live. What's the name of the bar we go to after? Joe Sensors. Yeah. So yeah, Joe Sensors. Somehow, if you're at World and after World, you didn't follow the group, and you're like, where the hell is everybody? Joe Sensors. Yeah, it's it's yeah. like three blocks away. It's it's easy walking distance, even in the cold, and uh, yeah, just good. Good food, good good booze, and it will definitely be good times. All right, props and slops. Yeah. I mean, that covers uh, some of my props and slops there, but I think I'll add another uh, TV-related one to my list this week, and that's that's going to be Constantine. I watched the, the pilot, and it was pretty decent. I mean, I always wanted to check that out. Yeah, I mean, it was it was miles better than the Keanu Reeves movie. I heard they, they cut out his smoking though. Yeah, yeah, Why? I didn't miss it too much in one episode. Maybe after I've watched half a dozen, I might think, "Oh, that's weird." But so far, it was good. I, I thought Matt Ryan was was pretty spot on, definitely uh, appearance wise, uh, and he kind of has that dry, self deprecating, sarcastic. Uh, sense of humor down pretty well uh so we'll we'll see how it goes i think the the dynamic of the show is going to change a lot next week uh because i'm sure most folks already heard 
the girl that they were, that was going to be kind of his sidekick. Uh, they booted her from the show after the pilot episode, and we're getting a brand new one uh, next week. Not not just actress, literally a new character. Why did they boot her from the show? You know, I do not recall if I ever actually heard the reason for it. I don't know. They may just replace. Well, so they're not just replacing her. Like, just they're not just recasting her. They're just going to be a new character. Right, completely different oh, character. That's weird. So that's that is going to change the setup a lot. You you could really tell that the original idea was going to be her and Constantine going from place to place investigating these things, uh, but without her there, that will change things quite a bit. Hmm. Nice. Yeah. Alright, I want to prop Marvel for casting Doctor Strange in the best way possible. Did, did we get that officially like, no, signed? No, but everywhere is reporting it. Yeah, I like, thought in talks was the last thing we saw. Oh, um, no, in serious talks, final negotiations. Okay. Yeah. So, Benedict Cumberbatch, who could yeah. not be more perfect for Doctor Strange. Maybe. I mean, I just love him enough that I'll check it out. I don't know that I know anybody that would have been better for Doctor Strange, but... Doctor Strange just isn't one of my big favorite characters. He doesn't do much for me, so... Um, magic is always tough to write because it's easy to make it a deus ex. But if done well, like there's multiple ways to go with it that would be fairly brilliant. You know, I was kind of looking forward to Keanu Reeves. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> just kidding. I'm joking. No, no you know, uh, really you know Marvel... They also announced uh, Black Panther, Inhumans, and Captain Marvel movies. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's pretty sweet. I've been pulling Black for Captain Panther Marvel. Black Panther is amazing. And hopefully Captain Marvel is the girl Captain Marvel. Yeah, Captain that, Marvel that's what I'm hoping boring. for. Though I wouldn't mind terribly if it was kind of a combined movie and they somehow work the death of the male Captain Marvel in to uh, Carol taking over that role and kind of combine those storylines, that would probably make for a pretty cool movie. I can live with that. I'm I'm psyched for Black Panther. There's like four like four ish amazing runs on Black Panther that they could just lift wholesale and be perfectly fine. Yeah, I keep hearing that, so I need I need to check that out. He's another one I haven't followed very closely. Uh, the Christopher Priest run. Um, did Did you read around Secret Invasion? Um, no, I I'm familiar with the general gist, but I as, I didn't. As long as you know the gist. Check out the um, Jason Aaron wrote it. Okay, um, I love Jason Aaron. This the Black Panther um, Secret Invasion issues are fantastic. Like no enemy force has ever overtaken Wakanda, and then the scrolls come, and it's fucking phenomenal. Cool. Um, yeah, Black Panther is amazing. You had um, what did he have a really big part on? Like there was something that was almost a solo book of his recently that was really good. Hmm, I don't know. Like. It wasn't a solo book, but someone was handling him. I feel like Hickman was handling him somewhere, and not in the current New Avengers one, but Hickman was doing some oh, really dang. good stuff with him. I was about to ask if it was one of the newer Avenger I, runs. I, no, I don't remember what it was. I'll figure it out. I'll let you know. Fair enough. Uh, you know, also, in the uh, in the realm of Marvel, I, I do have to back up and like reprop Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., uh, I I can't say this enough, guys. If you like burnt out on season one, because let's be honest, 
90% of it is crap. Uh, go back, pick up the episode before uh, Winter Soldier came out and watch from there on out into this season because this season has been awesome. The A lot of the characters finally are, well, broken in one way or another, and that actually makes them interesting. Uh, the Fitz is just heartbreaking to watch. The The actor that's playing him is doing a phenomenal job this season. Uh, I don't want to really spoil what's going on with him if you haven't checked it out, uh, but it it's so good. And then they just added a character that I, I hadn't uh, expected to see, hadn't been on the list of people I wanted to see, but as soon as I realized who she was kind of blew my mind that they were working her in. So I will Carter. No, I was going to say, I will throw out the spoiler there of who that is. They added mockingbird to the show. Wow. That's weird. Which, well, she was a shield agent before she joined the Avengers. I generally don't like her. I like her as a shield agent. I just feel like she's a terrible superhero. Well, I mean, she is just a direct black canary ripoff, but, uh, regardless, it was, as soon as I saw her fighting with the dual, uh, the scream of sticks. I was like, oh my goodness, is that really? And then, you know, ten minutes later, they call her Bobby. And I'm like, yes, that totally is. So I think I think they finally figured out how to embrace their kind of comic heritage uh, and kind of, kind of learn from shows that were doing it right, like Arrow. And, you know, just go ahead and throw in these people, even if you can't use the big guns. Oh, Slopping Gotham again after four episodes, I gave up. Oh, I see. I'll come back if it gets good. I've only watched up through three so far. I, I need, I need to catch up. There's just so many to watch. I, I'm done with it. I it, like if so, it gets good, someone will let me know. But I can't with the writing, with every word being a cliche, and, and everyone announcing what they're doing and thinking at all times drives me freaking crazy. Do you check out uh, Gotha or geez, not Gotham? Flash. Flash, by the way. No, I will be. I will be. Oh, uh, the first three so far, I really dug. I'm sure I'm going to like it. I like the Flash. I like that they're supposedly keeping a lighter tone. Um, I don't want my superheroes to be super dark all the time. Hmm. They're, they're yeah. like guys who dress up in bright primary colors and yeah. go punch evil in the face. Yeah, let's stops. get fucking Iron Fist and Luke Cage up in this bitch. They're, they're doing, coming. aren't they doing that? Yeah, yeah they're doing that as an Netflix series. Can't fucking uh, wait. Oh, I know what I want to prop. Have you guys ever heard of Atomic Robo? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Hell yeah, oh, son. Oh, my God, Atomic Robo is the shit. Props to Atomic Robo. For sure. <laughs> I need it's to read a, more of that. I've just read, like, the first volume. I've read a bunch. It's basically a giant Jack Kirby-ish robot. Not giant, but a Jack Kirby-ish robot invented by Tesla who becomes, like, gets all the rights of a person and creates, like, a, a society of super scientists and then goes to punch, like, evil Dr. Dinosaurs to death. It's fantastic. Nice. It's so great. Uh, I'm going to slop myself for buying a game for the 3DS called Fantasy Life that is a life simulator in a magical world where I can be a wizard, uh, a paladin, or an alchemist or something like that, and that's what I've been playing. Don't judge me. Good job, video. Sorry, Daryl, what was <laughs> that? I was too busy judging it's, you. I know, right? It's incredibly fun. It's like a... It's, you know, my this buddy was just like, magic. what are you playing? It's it's an MMO, essentially. Like It's just a big old to-do list, and you gather quests. Apparently there's supposed to be multiplayer to it, but I have been playing a little bit here and there and digging it. 
And uh, I never thought as, at 26 years old I would uh, buy a game called Fantasy Life. And it looks very much for 10-year-olds. Uh, I have no regrets. This cannot be used in any way to uh, incriminate me. And this is in no way, shape, or form a, uh, a, a admission of guilt. Yes, that's <laughs> what I was going for. Daryl's pleading the fifth, basically. <laughs> uh, Daryl, since you love football, this is for you. Have you ever read Football Outsiders? No. Football no, Outsiders no. is a great site. They have like it's like football statty stuff, but like they have their own proprietary stats. But they're just really, really interesting. I'll have to check that out. I do love football. I love sports. So oh, that that's the next prop. I, I it's love it's opening that. night of the NBA, so super props to basketball because I love no sport like basketball. You know, I can't really get into basket like if I like me and all sports. Like if I'm there, I can be into a sport. Like I can't watch baseball, unfortunately. Uh, NBA finals, I will watch. Um, I, I think football is the only sport really that I really like to watch. Um, soccer is good. I do like soccer, so door basketball. Like, there's 18 things happening in every play. Everything is nuances. It's great. Well, there you go. Ugh. Although the Spurs are getting wrecked. Uh, right props to Fantasy Flight Games for uh, asking me to do the commentary for World Championship Weekend. No, I'm just kidding. That didn't happen. Uh, <laughs> uh, so I just thought you'd enjoy that for a second. Now they haven't. And they and I will be damned if I ask them to do it. They're going to ask me. Damn it. Hey, props in advance to Nate French for drinking with us after Worlds. Oh, that'd be nice. He better. I don't know. He might be too tired. Hey, it's broken up over two days. We should be fine. Hey, that's true. That's I mean, point. I'm assuming he'll have to do other, like, stuff. Not just this, but, you know, we'll make do. Yeah. yeah hopefully. You know, while we're in the, the sports realm, or at least not too far away from it being mentioned, I just want to throw some props out to, to the Royals at the moment uh, of recording. They're still in it, so we'll see what happens by the time this sucker airs. I just popped in to check the score here while we're recording, and I'm a little bit flabbergasted. I feel like Google has to be telling me wrong. The Royals can't seriously be up 7 to nothing uh, in the... Top of the third. They sure are. Holy shit. All right, so it looks like we're going to a game seven. Yeah, wow. (laughs) Who who pitched tonight for San Francisco? Uh, Jeez, I don't know. It's not telling me here on this little little ticker. I'm already halfway there. I don't understand, Will, how you can be into baseball, but you refuse to learn about American football. What the shit? Lana. Lana! Yeah. Uh, la, la, la. Sorry. It is Jake Peavy, who pitched an inning and a third and allowed five earned runs. Then they brought in Pettit, who pitched two-thirds of an inning and allowed two earned runs. Jeez. Well, apparently, I guess we'll go Bumgarner for the game seven, right? I guess. I don't know. I mean, we being the Giants, <laughs> who are not we, because I could give zero shits about them. Uh, oh, I have another prop to a new book I've been reading, Whoa. of course, but I, I'm, I swear to God I'm going to finish it. Uh, and damn it, I can't remember who 
is the author because uh, a friend actually uh, lent me the book, told me I, I should read it. It's called Invisible James Patterson. I want to say Jim Patterson. I can't remember uh, right now. But it's the first like non-fantasy-ish type novel that I have read this year. Fancy or sci-fi, it's it's a uh, like a mystery whodunit type thing. And I'm really, really enjoying it. So, props to that book named Invisible by the author I can't remember. So good luck, good luck on uh, looking that up. But it's good. It's been nice. All right. Well, anybody else have anything? Yeah, I've got I've got one slop. That's going to be for Kyle dropping out mid episode. Yeah. There you go, listeners. Kyle's triumphant return cut tragically short. Oh, yeah. See you guys at Worlds. All right. Now, uh, feel free to email us at twochampsonechump at gmail.com. Like the Facebook page, facebook.com slash twochampsonechump. Like us on Google+. And uh, I feel like there's something else uh, missing here. Hmm, Some other network or... uh, Twitter, yeah, twitter.com slash two champs, one chump. Talk to us. We we like to interact with you most of the time. <laughs> and, oh, and uh, guys, new season coming, so you guys need to start uh, getting us your bumpers. Like, hi, oh, I'm, yeah. person X, I'm person X from Place Y, and you guys are listening to two champs and one chump. I totally forgot about that. You know, we'll probably just go around at Worlds and make people do bumps for us. That sounds like a good idea. Uh, so we'll probably find all the designers we can, find all you guys, whoever else wants to make a bump. We'll, we'll do that. Uh, but, yeah, you should make us a bump. I totally forgot I told people to do that. Come on. I didn't. I wanted to be the new beginning. Well, there you go, then. That's a good idea. Danger zone! Somebody wants to buy me a beer, that that is totally fine, but uh, I would never in a second come up to somebody, like start to talk to them and like expect them to order me a beer. Uh, I've been talking to you for eight minutes now, and you haven't bought me a beer. Daryl's the pretty girl. Am I the pretty (laughs) girl? Dude, I'll tell you what, man, the guys that wanted to buy me beer were the dudes from Twitch when I went to PAX East. Oh, my God. Actually, they were starting to hand me drinks, and I would just like set them to the side. It was really bad. I'm going to pack seeds next year. Are you? Whoa, 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 whoa. You set the drinks to the side? Yeah, dude, I was getting too fucked up. And There's like, no I such thing. Time. I don't understand this. Dude, no. I peed oh, so hard that night into a recycling bin. <laughs> you had the forethought to be like, hey, I'm getting too shitty. Let me put these down. And you're uh, not exactly. Dude, no, okay. you guys don't intros, understand. Intros. <laughs> we'll go. Read a yeah. quote. Read a this quote. Is, okay. Play with her ass. <laughs> A fourth time. <laughs> <laughs> this is so good. I have missed this. Oh. Go, oh, Will, go. Goodness. 
There's going to be like ten minutes of outtakes after this episode. It's going to be great. I am so sorry you have to edit this. I think we're all just excited to to just start recording, so let's just get the intro out of the way. (laughs) That's what I'm hoping to do, but I can't even get that far. Let's say fuck the quote and let's just move on. All right. Three, two, one. Bet she'd love to hear about that. I can't wait to tell her in Minnesota here next week. Yes, I know. I'm a backstabber and all that crap. You're a big piece of shit. You know that? <laughs> this girl wanted to play some shit with me. I think Destiny. I just asked you to join no, my party so you can talk with me. Oh, That's he's one to check. And I was busy. You're, no, tell your wife you're being you a big bitch. Tell her. I was being a, as Daryl puts it, a biggity bitch. <laughs> because... I would not talk to him. You need to be like, Danny, you married a biggity bitch. Daryl says, you married a biggity bitch. (laughs) He's not disagreeing. It's true. He's not disagreeing. Is that how you gain friends where you're from, Kyle? Ignore people? Huh? In in Iowa? Kind of. Yeah, it stinks. Literally and figuratively. I like it. No one likes Iowa. Smells like a nice turd of shit that's been on top of a chocolate cake out can in the we, sun. Can we talk about what a turd of shit is? Uh, well. Can we find that? It's a little piece of shit that falls off a ledge. Yeah, it's like a, it's a, it's a, it's the small piece of shit that falls in the toilet. It's like the whoop, the the one where if you don't have a like a piece of toilet paper down the toilet already splashes up back at your asshole. You pre-toilet paper your toilets so that you don't get backsplash from your yeah. shit. Wait, wait, you don't do that? I can't be the only person that does that. Yeah, you're definitely the only one. I'm the only That's person that does up. that? That is so fucked up. You're telling me I have a more dense shit than most other people? Could be. Wow. Will, tell me you're recording. Oh, oh, I am. I've been hitting the fiber a lot harder these I, days, uh, but I'm, I'm sure... That even a seasoned shitter such as myself, but uh, is Why do we even have Did a you just use the phrase I don't know. seasoned shitter? <laughs> There's yeah. no way we're ever I I can tell you that I've been shitting uh for twenty six years now. <laughs> and uh not a day goes by that I don't fear the splashback. Are we still on the air? Oh yeah. Holy shit. <laughs> this is so good. I've been recording all this shit. I don't know if this is good at all. <laughs> This is my hopes and dreams of having an easy edit uh, this week so I could devote a little more time to to playing games. Nope.